Thank you for joining us for the next part of JJ's story. You'll hear very soon how God gets his attention. Um, so you tried crack cocaine for the first time. Now I've heard that that is a lot more addictive than other drugs. Well, I, I didn't. I, I'd always done a little coke. Mm -hmm. uh, did a little acid. I used mm -hmm. to sell a lot of LSD, which we mm -hmm. call acid, mm -hmm. um, ecstasy, um, speed. But my favorite was cocaine because mm -hmm. it could do a little bit of hit and it woke you up and you could keep going. Yeah. I hated being inebriated. I hated hanging around people that couldn't handle their drugs or their alcohol. Mm -hmm. If you couldn't do that, you didn't want to hang around me. Yeah. And I didn't want to hang around with you. Mm -hmm. And so now what I thought I could control mm -hmm. was now controlling me. Yeah. I was, they were cutting off the lights in my house. Mm, because you my had wife, to get your drugs. My and, wife was pregnant with my second son. Oh, wow. She's older than me. Um, she, because of my drug addiction at her age, um, my son had a chance of being a Down syndrome or deformed kind of baby in some kind of way. I finally got enough guts to admit to my wife I was addicted and I don't even know how I got here. Mm -hmm. And my wife is pregnant and I got this little boy that loves me like nobody else. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what to do. And she said, I won't leave you on one condition. I said, but, and if you don't do it, you'll never see these kids again. Because mm -hmm. I'm not raising these kids in this kind of mess. Right. My, my father was an alcoholic. He quit early. Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah, She didn't want to raise her kids in that situation. Wise woman. Wise woman. Uh, alcohol, whatever mm -hmm. it was. Right. And so she threw a piece of paper at me. Mm -hmm. She didn't hand it to me. <laughs> she threw it at me. Mm -hmm. That shocked me mm -hmm. because even though I wasn't a very big man, people knew better what lines to cross with me and mm -hmm. what not. Mm -hmm. And she crossed those lines. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know if she was crazy or she was just tired of living. I didn't know which one it was. And she said, you make a phone call. You go get help. My insurance at A&M will pay for it. You figure it out who it is. And you go see them. Mm -hmm. And if you don't. We're done. We're done. I didn't want to lose my children. Right. This was my chance. So I go to this drug counselor. <clears throat> it took me the last thing, I'm going to be honest with you, the last thing a Hispanic wants to do is to talk to a white man about his problems. Mm -hmm. That is one of the last most dreadful things they want to do. So you'd hit rock bottom because that's what you were So doing. that's where I was at. Mm -hmm. And so I drove around the parking lot thinking, I'm going to act like I'm going to go, but I'm not going to go. I'm going, no. She's going to find out because they're going to bill the insurance and the insurance is going to come back. I'm going to go in. So I go in. This guy meets me, real nice fella. He pulls down this big old chart. He starts giving me these big words. I'm from the streets, from the ghetto. Don't bring me the big words. Break them down to where I can Speak understand. Speak English, them. yeah. And so he starts explaining to me why I was chemically dependent to this mm -hmm. drug. And, and he asked me about my family and 
my grandfather dying of cirrhosis of the liver. And, mm. and I remember one session, never forget it. He said, well, Mr. Mears, the reason why I continue to ask you the same questions every week, I mean, and the reason I'm always trying to find out what you're doing is because you're a drug addict. You're always going to be a drug addict. Mm -hmm. And I kind of sunk. I'm not the smartest man in the world. Mm -hmm. But I thought to myself. Then why am I here? Why am I here? Yeah. Why am I paying you? Mm -hmm. Is this to satisfy? I'm here, I'm here so you can fix me. So I won't be so, a drug addict So I, won't, I don't want to do this. And I really deep down in my heart. Yeah. I didn't want to do this mm -hmm. no more. Yeah. I didn't want to be like what I saw my friends be. Yeah. I didn't want to lose all that. Mm -hmm. It was below me to be this far gone, mm -hmm. stealing my wife's wedding rings, mm -hmm. not having gas or electric in my house because I'm paying half the bill and I'm paying the full bill. I don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. How do I get out? You're a drug addict and always going to be a drug addict. The following week, I'm sitting on my front porch, and I got a screened-in front porch, and I have some steps, and you open the door, there's a screened-in porch, and then you open the main door and go into the house. I was sitting on the steps early in the morning, just trying to pace up. I was kind of pacing, kind of nervous, because my body is telling me, go get this. My mind, my heart, and everything else is telling me, you can't, mm -hmm. and I'm struggling. And the last thing you want to do is to talk to anybody, friend, anybody. You're dealing with this stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm a man. I'm, I've been in fights. I've seen people die. I've seen my friend's life leave their body. I've heard bullets come by my ear. I'm a man. I can handle it. But I couldn't. I was used to being a man mm -hmm. that was under control. And now I'm out of control. How do I change this? And we always think comes, we can beat it on our own, don't we? We always mm -hmm. think that we can do it. Yeah. And he pulls up, and I went, oh, great. And I'm sitting, there's only two steps. I'm sitting on the top step, and he pulls up, and I'm like, hey, what's going on, man? You know, you're trying to play it off. He said, look, Jay, man, I didn't come up here, and the sun was just coming up. Mm -hmm. This was Saturday Super morning. Early in the morning. Yeah. What in the world is this dude doing up this early? I didn't think about that. Mm -hmm. But he comes up, he goes, man, you're my friend. Jay, you're like a brother to me. Mm -hmm. We've been in fights and brawls where you've literally saved my life. Mm -hmm. He said, I said, where you been at, man? I hadn't seen you in a long time. Mm -hmm. He said, well, the reason you haven't seen me, he said, look, man. I didn't come to preach to you. I don't know how to preach to you. All I know is been a year, and I've been reading this, and he pulls out this little pocket Bible. And he says, this is what helped me. And in an instant, in my head and in my, my being, I got angry. How in the world is this friend, if he was a friend, going to tell me that this little book is going to help me mm -hmm. when this man went to school for up 10 years to get to where he was at, to tell me how in the world. So instead of showing him, and then he got teary-eyed mm -hmm. in the streets. We don't get teary-eyed. Mm -mm. 
Because you're a man. I'm looking at him like, this is kind of weird. And so I said, all right, man, just to get him out of my hair. I took the book, snatched it out of his hand, and he said, please read it, Jay. You're like my brother Mm -hmm. that I never had. Please. I said, all right, man. Cool. Later. So there... I laid the little, walked into my screaming porch, left it on the little lid right there by the door, and I said, that guy has absolutely flipped his wig. (laughs) This guy, he must have gotten really bad on that stuff. Mm -hmm. And there sat my little Bible. My wife and I aren't talking very much, and the following weekend, um... My wife is leaving to go to work. I can't hold down a job. She doesn't trust me with my own child. Mm-hmm. This is April. She's due in June. Mm-hmm. She's driving from the east side of Bryan all the way to the west side of Bryan and then driving all the way to College Station. To drop off my child. Mm -hmm. And I said, please let me take care of my son. She said, she was crying. She goes, I don't trust you. You will not take care of this boy. And I said, please let me take care of my own son. Please let me have some kind of dignity. I know I've screwed up. Please let me have some kind of dignity. She said, no, it's not going to happen. And I remember her driving off. And as she drove off, I just sunk down in the chair of my screaming porch, and I just began to sob like a little kid, mm-hmm. just begin to just cry, mm-hmm. letting it all out. And I was just weeping because I can't even hold down a job. You're a drug addict, and you're always going to be a drug addict. Where is the hope at? What am I going to do? How am I going to do this? I don't know what to do. And as I was praying. I wasn't praying. I was just weeping. Mm -hmm. At 16 years old, I vowed to never cry again. Mm -hmm. I cried, but you weren't going to see me. The world wasn't going to see me Mm -hmm. because I was tired of crying. Mm -hmm. I was tired of trying to understand what was going on and what happened to me and why my life was the way it was. I was sick of it. I was an angry person. And I remember weeping, and there sat that little Bible that had been sitting there for about a week or two, and I finally, I don't know what happened. Did nothing else. My attention mm-hmm. went to it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, maybe this can help. So I remember grabbing the little pocket Bible. I didn't know Old Testament, New Testament. Mm-hmm. Didn't know if there was addresses or not. Mm-hmm. I just knew that it was the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking up. And I had the Bible in my hand, and I put it next to my heart. And I was rocking back and forth. And I said, God, if you're for real, I don't even know if you're real. Mm -hmm. If you are, please show me something. Please let me know Mm -hmm. something's happening. That I can hold my hat on. Mm -hmm. And I opened it not knowing. I wiped the tears out of my eyes. I settled down and I opened it. I just opened it. I didn't look to no particular 
passage, no mm -hmm. particular, didn't read table of contents, I didn't read the index, I didn't read anything. I just opened the Bible and went straight to the middle of this page. Mm -hmm. and you know, them are real small words. Oh yeah, those little mini and so I had to focus and it was as if a neon sign jumped out of that little bitty book mm. and it said, he who the Son has set free is free mm. indeed. And um, I don't know what happened, I can't tell you I got saved, but I got so excited, like what? I guess I heard freedom, mm -hmm. I guess I heard hope. Man, I was hearing nothing but negativity. And I went, oh man, I got excited. I made the biggest mistake that I could have made. I closed the book and couldn't find that scripture to save my life. I went and got our big old Catholic Bible that they gave us. I didn't get married in the Catholic Church, but somebody gave us a Bible that you need a wheelbarrow to carry around. And I thought maybe if those big old words would come out, maybe I'd see it. I mean, I would thumb through it. I couldn't find it to save my life, but I knew it. I could hear it. I could tell it to you. I'll never forget it. Mm -hmm. It's as if God took his finger and inscribed and burnt that scripture on my heart. Yeah. It's the sun sets you free. But now I have this struggle. I'm in the shower. You're a drug addict. You're always going to be a drug addict. Mm -hmm. If the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. I'm at work trying to bring more trying to do something to bring money into my family. You're a drug addict and you're always going to be, as the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. I'm laying there, I can't even watch a TV program in decent because I hear you're a drug addict and you're always going to be a drug addict. As the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. It's just a constant war. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was excited because now I can go to, I wanted to tip my drug counselor what happened to me. Yeah. Man, I was. Well, you finally had a positive voice to listen to. I had something to say, something, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't even realize mm -hmm. in between that time, I wasn't even thinking about the drug. Wow. I didn't even snap to it. Because your focus was on the Lord. My focus also was what was going on at with that me time at that time was on the Bible, but yeah. little did you know that is that, the word. The word. The and I was word. literally watching out. Mm -hmm. And I remember I had that little pocket Bible. Mm -hmm. And I remember I couldn't wait to go see my drug counselor that mm -hmm. Tuesday. Boy, I was excited. And you know, you get so excited you mm -hmm. kind of stumble over your words. Mm -hmm. And I remember my drug counselor passed by the room where we were all at and he takes a kind of takes a double take look at me. He says, is that you, Mr. Mears? And I say, yeah. He said, there's something different about you. He said, there sure is. And he, I, said, I said, no, really? I, he, he said, there's a glow. I said, well, I took a bath. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> he said, come into my office. Come into my office. This intrigues me. Mm -hmm. And so I sat down. He asked your normal questions. Mm -hmm. Did I drink anything? No. Did I smoke anything? No. Did I do anything else? No. Did I, you know, did we get into an argument? No. Yes, a couple of them, little bitty ones. But yes, there were arguments. Uh, did you do this? No. I said, but let me tell you what I did. And I got so excited. I, I got kind of overexcited myself. And I said, man we, man, we went to church. And he said, no, 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 no. Very serious. Put his both hands mm -hmm. on his desk, looked across in my eyes, in my face, 
and said, we're not going to talk about Jesus here. We're not going to talk about the Bible here. I want to deal with you and not all this other stuff. And I just sunk back in my chair. The one thing positive you had and all I, this time to hold on to. And, and he was, my mouth was open. I knew. And he started giving me these words while I was dependent. I knew that if I walked out of that room, there was no more family for me. I'm gone. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what gave me. It had to be the supernatural strength and boldness of God. Now that I know that's exactly mm -hmm. what it was. I stood up while he was talking. And I said, excuse me, sir. I didn't want him calling my house and asking my wife mm -hmm. why I'm not coming. So I wanted to be polite and I wanted to be nice. Mm -hmm. I wanted him to think that he was doing a good job. And I said, sir, everything you're doing is a good job. You're doing great. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And I pulled that little pocket Bible out and I said, but there's something in here mm -hmm. and I'm going to go find it. Mm -hmm. Three days later, mm -hmm. Saturday morning, no, four days later, it was Tuesday. Saturday morning, sun's just coming up. My wife's in the bed. My little boy's here. She's out to here. Mm -hmm. And she said, who is it, your drug buddies? Mm -hmm. If it's your drug buddies, because I used to leave, take her car, mm -hmm. and not come home for two days. Mm -hmm. So strung out. You're lucky she stuck with you as long as she did. And I said, <laughs> no, I said, just be cool. I said, they're right there. Shh. I don't know who it is. Just be quiet. Mm -hmm. Go. So I go to the bathroom real quick and I wash up and put, I didn't even forgot to put my ponytail back in. <laughs> and I remember I looked through the blinds of my front door mm -hmm. and there is now standing the first person I set eyeballs to is now my 11 year old little girl oh, yeah. that I said was not mine. Mm and her mother, mm -hmm. and probably what I would consider, he would consider my worst enemy. Mm -hmm. And I'm stuck. And they're like, um, are you gonna ask us in? I said, uh, not sure. <laughs> wait, just a minute. Hold on just a second. Mm -hmm. So I run to the room. Who is it? I said, look, there's something I forgot to tell you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> she said, what is it? And in a quick few seconds, I told her. And I could see the anger mm -hmm. and the hurt. Yeah. We weren't married. Mm -hmm. But this you occurred, didn't tell her, so that's But I hurt. didn't tell her. Yeah. I knew what it felt like when mm -hmm. my mom didn't tell me a certain thing. Yeah. So now here we are. I've done the same thing. Yeah. And so I don't know what to do. And she looks at me and she says, she didn't say anything. She just, tear came down her eye. Mm -hmm. She wiped it. Mm -hmm. My wife, I call her the last of the Mohicans. She's just that kind of strong, mm -hmm. strong woman. Mm -hmm. My daughter comes and visits that week. She stays with us that Saturday morning all day didn't have enough I didn't have enough money to pay attention mm -hmm. and we go to the mall walk around 
uh, came that Monday, and uh, she had to go. And I remember the feeling like it was yesterday. I thought maybe that was my hole. Mm. This is what was going to change everything. Mm -hmm. And I needed this. And she's gone. Mm -hmm. And I went and used again. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the same this time. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get high. Mm -hmm. I was trying to get high. I felt a little bit of it. But not like I did before. I was just struggling. Mm -hmm. You wanted to get lost in it. Just wanted to medicate myself mm -hmm. away yeah. from it. And a following week, week and a half passed by, and a phone calls again on a Saturday morning, early in the morning. And it's my daughter. Mm -hmm. My wife said, who is it? Your drug buddies. <laughs> there you go again. Like, Shh, can you please be cool? She said, my dad wants to talk to you. I didn't think about she was going to call somebody else daddy when I was 17. Right. It was a like knife. A oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I went, okay. He was hey, what's going on? So you try to put that macho, hey, what's happening, man? Mm -hmm. He said, hey, they're having a concert at the G. Roddy White Coliseum. And we want you to come with us, you and your family. And we'll even pay for lunch. And I went, Christian concert. <laughs> what came through my mind quickly was violins and harps <laughs> and white-haired people and video, you know, cellos and, mm -hmm. you know, violins mm -hmm. and, and bagpipes. And I was about to say no. And then my wife comes in. What do they want? I said, they want to know if we can go to a Christian concert. And her nose shriveled up. But then something came down deep inside, and this is what I tell everybody. I might name this book, It's a Setup. But I believe it was set up from the Lord. Mm, oh, amen. Because all of a sudden I thought, well, maybe I can be with her. Mm -hmm. She can know who I am. Mm -hmm. And we can be friends. My wife can know her. She, he can know me. Mm -hmm. And every other week, whatever they'll give us. Yeah. I didn't pay nothing to for have her. some kind of relationship. Some kind of her. relationship. Mm -hmm. And I thought before she could say yes or no, I went, you know what? We'll meet y'all down there. Long story short, we ended up meeting them down there. Mm -hmm. Well, concerts cost money. Mm -hmm. I don't even have lint in my pocket. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, say, uh, how much it costs to get in there? I said, oh, no, man, it's a free concert. I was like, oh, my God, thank you. I was like, oh. And so um, we go in. And I don't know why we go in on this side. But I think he had a friend that was going to let us in. Mm -hmm. And we had tickets that sat on the complete opposite side, right next to the stage, mm -hmm. not quite on the floor, but the first few rows on the side, mm -hmm. that's where we were sitting at. And I thought, you know, back in the days, macho me, you always don't ever let them see you sweat. Mm -hmm. I got little my little macho walk, you know, walking in there like I'm tough. Mm -hmm. 
And I walked by this. I'm really scared. I don't know what to expect. Uh, what the heck am I doing in this auditorium full of nothing but white people and all these crazy people? And I'm like, man, I told my wife, what kind of place is this? She, she's, she's wobbling. Mm -hmm. This is April. About to give birth. She's yeah. due in June. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You're the one that wanted to come. I'm like, oh, <laughs> don't ask her no more questions. And so I, we go to sit down and I can hear people. And this is no joke. About 15 to 20 people were so shocked to see J.J. Ramirez at a Christian anything mm -hmm. that they jumped up simultaneously and called my name out, J.J. Ramirez. And I went, oh my God, <laughs> they know me. Hurry up, let's go sit down. Uh, we There's go a cop convention over there. No, I'm we, kidding. We were fixing to go sit down in this, mm -hmm. in the, in, in this where our seats were. He showed him the seats. He said, you're sitting right here. And it was kind of like a little VIP section. Mm -hmm. And I think that had gotten us those, those tickets. They were mm -hmm. special tickets. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. We go and sit down. And we're walking. Mind you, white people, don't touch me. I won't touch you. <laughs> you don't say nothing bad to me, and I won't beat you. And there's this white dude. He got his Jesus t-shirts and buttons. and Hallelujah, praise the Lord. He's shaking everybody's hand, and we're going straight towards this guy. Like, uh, and in my head, I said, if this guy touches me, I'm going to knock him out. And I said, what kind of place is this? You're the one that wanted to come. Hurry up, let's go sit down. <laughs> so we get over there, and he does the unthinkable with me. He grabs me and bear hugs me. And I'm like pushing him, like, get off of me, man. Say, please what just shake my hand. <laughs> and so we sit down, and the music begins to play. And he started talking about Jesus, addicted to Jesus. Mm. And it was a nice beat. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a white-haired. Yeah, it wasn't harps and violins. Yeah. I remember when they introduced him. They said, now introducing to College Station for the very first time. Would you please give a big Brian College Station welcome to Carman? Oh, well, I didn't know who Carman man, was. that's a that is a concert. Yeah. And so my daughter jumps mm -hmm. up. I'm just doing what she does, mm -hmm. just so we can be okay. Yeah. So I jump up, I start clapping. I don't even know who I'm clapping to. Mm -hmm. So he starts talking, just playing this music, boom, mm -hmm. boom, this beat that I can get into. Yeah. I'm like, man, this is cool. And so I ask my wife again, can they play this kind of music and talk about Jesus? <laughs> I don't know. You're the one that wanted to come. I'm like, okay, just be cool. <laughs> She's got my son in her lap. My daughter's sitting to my right. There's nobody else sitting next to her. My wife, she got my son in her lap. My daughter's mother, they're talking. Mm -hmm. They're making me nervous. <laughs> and her husband and their other three, three children. And so they're talking about addicted to Jesus, and I get excited. So uh, then all of a sudden, he starts ministering. Mm hmm and he starts singing this song, this blood's for you. Mm -hmm. It can mend the heart, it can heal the sick, it can do all this. He started talking about the blood of Jesus. And he started talking about the crucifixion of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like I'd never heard it before, I've heard it. But, but not, not like, like that, this. yeah. 
and I'm mesmerized. I'm caught into this story of how they beat him. Mm -hmm. And we think we're tough in the streets. Mm -hmm. They beat him. Beyond they recognition. They pulled at his mm -hmm. hair. Yeah. They pulled his beard out. They mm -hmm. spit on him. They kicked him. They knocked him down. And I just remember getting this lump in my throat mm -hmm. and didn't know why. And I finally said, I didn't say anything. And then he said, as he was walking up the hill, the cross fell. And he said, a splatter of blood. And they're making the music sound, bon bon. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all going to this, that low this bass. Mm -hmm. the, the narrative of the, mm -hmm. of the song. This blood's for you. It can mend the heart. It can heal the sick. It can, all this stuff. And he said, a, a splatter of blood fell on Simon's sandals and it said and then he pointed and he could have gone to the left side mm -hmm. he could have gone to the middle mm -hmm. of the stage he comes to my side of the stage and he points and he falls and he acts like he falls and the cross and they made the music sound you know like rustling feet you can hear it and and, and now I'm just my I can't hardly even swallow this lump and as he looked up, he said, Simon, this blood's for you. You can say I was on drugs. You can say whatever you want to. I heard God speak my name. Mm -hmm. He knew my name. He said, JJ, my blood's for you. And then he reminded me of the scripture on the porch to let me know that that was him. Mm -hmm. And I put it together in that split second. Mm -hmm. Amen. And I completely lost it. And the craziest thing could happen to me, happen to me. The crazy lights come on. And it can happen to everybody listening too. And you know what we're going to do, JJ? Mm -hmm. We're going to continue this another time because there's a lot more mm -hmm. to go. And I can't wait to hear okay. how God sets you on fire to build this ministry. Okay. Wow, what an incredible story of God reaching down and getting someone's attention. Please join us next time for the next portion of JJ's story. My name is Lori, and I am a disciple of Jesus Christ.